It's the magic hour, Mercedes and Jay. This is part two of our episode with Tom Shadiak. Thanks for listening. You and I both ask a lot of questions. We often even answer each other's questions with a question. Um, if this were your podcast and we were your guests, what question would you ask each of us? Why did you have Tom on the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I love that. Um, I would ask this question. Um, how has this podcast walked in your life? Hmm. My hope, of course, would be that this podcast isn't something that you offer to the world and then you shut it down and then you go about your life and you learn nothing hmm. about yourself, about, oh, you know, like, I don't know when you had Mr. Selly gone, if, if you thought you were less than and suddenly you realize, oh, wow, he honored us. He respected us. I was so appreciative of how he respected you. Um, so did you walk away with more respect for yourself? Mm. Like, I'm just curious how this is changing you. Cause I never have done a film that I hasn't changed me. I've never done a piece of art that hasn't changed me. How's this changing you? Mm. I think I that, that in the beginning, should we answer this? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I got to ask it. So, I, I mean, I was just going to say that I know Jade and I had a conversation in the very beginning of us, even, you know, the first few weeks of us having the inkling of doing this podcast and starting to just put little bit of bits of the pieces together and Jade having concern, you know, and voicing the concerns that am I worthy of this? Am I prepared to do this? Is this something that I can fit into my life? And all these questions of, am I enough essentially? Um, and, and Jade's much better and has always been better at practicing vulnerability and, even though when she says stuff, I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> but she's better at voicing them. So I think that was something that we both went into this, just like crossing our fingers and saying, okay, well, the worst case scenario is that we're getting to do this thing together. You know, we haven't been able to hang out this way in in a couple years now um, since she's been with Bellator. So at the very least, we're going to get to do this little journey with each other. And if it's not successful, fine, we'll have walked away with having spent time together, having researched topics and people that we really are interested in researching. So it's kind of a win-win. But now now we've been recording for a couple months. How long has it been, Jade? Mm. Just like two, two months. months yeah. yeah. And for me, at least, I'd say, yes, it's I'm already at this place where I'm like, damn, I did not realize how fast and furious the learning the lessons the changes that were going to happen and and in ways that I didn't really foresee like even between Jade and I like how to build a business with another person I've never done that with another person um how to and and I've never even thought of doing it with a female which is funny so navigating our two personalities which you know we we have a lot of differences and figuring out how to flow and become more of the sisters from other misters, you know, that that we already know we are and getting to even bond in the sisterhood with Jade and I, I think has been really cool and something that I didn't know would come so fast. Um, and then just the the cram part like you're talking about earlier, we literally have to seek the pain sometimes like I'm gone for two, three weeks out of the month, each month for the next two months because of my schedule with Bellator and Traveling International and whatnot. So we have to cram in all the interviews since we're doing this as a weekly show within a tiny bit of time. And that means it's cram time. It's like we're, we're in college studying for the finals or something. But it's been awesome. And it's that thing you have to put yourself, you almost have to put yourself, uh, put your back against the wall in order to motivate yourself to move forward through the pain to get to the, the gem on the other side. Well, it tells me a lot that you uh, are making time for this because you have every excuse to not make time for this. And that's how every great piece of art, every great uh, novel is ever done. You, you, you say, you know what, I know I have a day job, but I'm coming home at night and I'm writing, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're traveling and you're coming home and you're doing your work and you're doing your research and you're getting your show ready to go and you're doing it. And it, it shows me a lot, tells me a lot. Yeah, I think, I think, um, so in my twenties, a lot of my friends would tell me like that I was such a light and here in the last two years, a lot of those friends have said, it seems like your light is gone. Um, 
it seems like your self-esteem has been uh, damaged and you know, it's been a rough couple of years. Well, I remember Tom, you telling me, I told you, I, I watch Ellen every day because she makes me so happy and she's so, she just radiates joy. And you said, Jade, she's not always happy though. The reason why she's radiating joy is because she's stepping into her calling when she's on that show, she's doing her purpose. And, um, since I've started this show, a couple of my friends have said, man, I really enjoy your show and your light is coming back. So that confirmed in me that I'm supposed to be doing this right now. So, Amen. So you, so you walk with more confidence. You walk with a, 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 a sense that you are where you're supposed to be. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you this. You answer the phone different. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Tom. You're, <laughs> uh, your energy, no, because I, you You're know, I've so- Jade, I've known you for a long time. We've been through a lot together. Jade and mm-hmm. I have, you know, we've been breakup buddies yeah. for a long time and also, you know, seeking and, and on, a, on, a, on a path and, um, and your energy is, it's more, um, it's, it's a more confident energy. It's you, I would have described you before as a, a bit more sad openly as opposed to now where I can still feel your sadness, but you own it. It's like, I've always it's like, been comfortable with my sadness. Yeah, of course. Cause I, 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 you know, I, uh, that's my middle, middle, uh, middle, well, actually my first name would be sadness. So because you, you asked us that question, I kind of want to turn around, turn it around on you and ask when you wrote the movies that you've written, the documentary you did, um, the book you've written, did you have to, find ways to force yourself through some of the hard parts of making that come to fruition or how, what was your process? Oh my gosh. It's the same every time I'm writing something right now. I'm speaking on a computer now uh, because I didn't want to use my computer because I have a script in there that I'm working on and God forbid we have a technical problem and my computer blows up. Yeah. <laughs> so that thing is over there. And um yeah, I sit down and, you know, doubt being that pain too lonely to know that faith is his tin, twin brother. I sit and go, this is going to suck. <laughs> like, but I still write. I still do my job. And then and it's pretty much the same every time, except one thing. I've done this so long that I know everything's going to be OK in the end. Mm. You know, fortunately, most of the stuff I've done has done really well, but I've had some stuff that has not. So I know yeah. what that feels like. And I know you survive. And you move to the next one. I think and that that faith is huge. That it takes time, and and it's essentially wisdom, right? That you're building to know that getting to the other side is possible every single time. Yeah, I you know I I think what Jim Carrey, uh, my dear brother, said about hope being a beggar is darn close to true. Now again, I hope is a positive human thing, but. If it if hope is at the expense of faith, then no, because faith is knowing that you're going to survive this. You're going to you're going to create exactly what you were intended to create. You're going to you know hopefully always do the best you can, and then trust, and then let it go mm-hmm. and trust. That's mm-hmm. faith. So I've been through this enough to know that the right thing will happen. I can't make things happen as hard as I try. Sometimes I know that. There's a lot of belief that you can make things happen. I don't necessarily believe that. There's too many converging energies, and sometimes it's just not right. And then the thing you didn't think was going to happen, holy smokes. Like, that thing is the thing. It's got an energy. That's exactly what you needed. Yeah, it's exactly what you needed, what the world needed. It was something that a community needed, and and it opened up, and you were able to serve that. Cool. All right, so a little bit of a change in direction here. We have a question from the Magic Mob. Spam Sam underscore 15 on Instagram asks, how do we get people to view incarceration rates in this country as a civil issue and not a quote unquote crime issue? What's his name or her name? Well, his name's Sam. Sam. Yeah. We just call him Spam. Spam Sam. Spam. I don't know if you're a ma'am or a sir. Um, (laughs) It's a sir. Yeah. You know, I, I'm guessing that this person knew that I just did a film on the social justice. Um, uh, you did. OK, so it's a film uh, um, where a kid of color, Brian Banks, was convicted of a crime he didn't commit. And I got to see the system firsthand. And it's just really brutal. And the question beneath the question I think he's asking is, um, how do we get to be more human? 
Yes. In the way we deal with people who are broken. If somebody is committing a crime, then in, at some, in some way we've failed them, right? Okay, yes, they're responsible for their behavior to a point, but in some way society has to take responsibility for failing to create the Petri dish to raise up a healthy citizenship. And so I love the question because it's just how do we be more human, you know, in this process? And, and I think it has to, again, break down to seeing that that person is not a criminal but a brother or a sister who has a story to tell. And if you listen to that story, you might be able to meet them. Maybe there is a part that's, quote, punitive or needs to be isolated, but at the same time, it must be restorative. You must come like you would come with your own son. Just treat everyone like your own son or daughter mm-hmm. whenever a crime has been committed. You know, sometimes, yes, they're danger. You have to block them up. But what do you give them so that they can be a flower that grows, right? You can't make it so dark that they can't grow, that they don't have a chance Right. And our criminal system right now, sadly, is punitive and it's not restorative in yeah. far too many places. And again, that's a reflection of us because, remember, as you see politics, that's how what you're going to walk in the world through your laws, right? Oh, I see them. They're all wrong, right? I love what Martin Luther King say. It's very easy to vilify the evildoer. What is incredibly difficult is to understand him. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so hear their story. Like, I wish every quote, criminal case. First of all, I would wish we had a, a better word for it because we don't call somebody with a broken leg a criminal. We say you're sick. Um, you are ill. You're not well. Um, and a broken spirit that causes, you know, behaviors that are antisocial in a way is, 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 is the same. Um, but I wish every trial started with, um, okay, we have, to, you, we have to listen to you. Tell us your story. Hmm. Just tell us your story. I want to hear your story. No, no, no. We don't want to hear about why you took the purse. I'm not interested right. in that. I want to hear your story. How'd you get here? Yeah. Just tell me about you. Did you have two parents? Was your mother able to have time or was she working too hard or was she drug addicted or, or what happened? Tell me, talk to me. I want to hear your story. And we focus on, you know, the, the blemish, you know, yeah. rather than what caused it, what was the toxin underneath and so I love you, Spam. Thank you. Yes. You got a good heart, I can, I can tell. We also have a Pick Your Poison from, this is coming from at Shirley13 on Instagram. The question is, would you rather live 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? The trick question. <laughs> I know. That's why it's poison. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, um, I love Jeff Bridges has a new documentary called The Future's Past because we're in the future's past right now, right? We create yeah. the future by how we deal with this moment, mm-hmm. right? But if I, if I have to answer it in that headspace, um, it's hard to answer because if I could go in the past and know what I know now, holy I know. smokes. I know. You know, like that would be kind of crazy what, what, you know what you could do. So probably if I could know what I know now, I might go, I might go back. And then, which means I'd be dead when this podcast is over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it'd also be really flipping cool to see where we're going. I mean, I know where we're going as a species, but what, what dips will we have? What, you know, what, 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 what we still have animals and trees. (laughs) We will. I do believe we will. I do believe we will. I do believe that none of us know, how restorative nature can be if we just flip the switch on how we see our separation from nature. If we see ourselves mm. as nature and as we support ourselves, we must support nature. Um, and once we flip that switch, maybe there's a consciousness that nature goes, okay, they're getting it now. Cool. Like, and they, mm. and nature itself can begin to heal. And none of the scientists could see it because we still don't know all the quantum things right. that can happen when there are shifts in, in the way we think and perceive. Yeah. Um, but boy, it would sure would be cool to, See both. I know. (laughs) I see. I go back a hundred years and figure out how to answer the question when I got to this point about getting a future hundred years. So I do ninety nine point nine years, then I get the next hundred years by answering this question different. That's That's what I do. That's the answer right there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm going where you're going because I like having you in my life. (laughs) So whichever one you choose, I choose. That's you. Amen. Amen. You've been such a blessing. Yeah, um, well, I, I think we're all going the same place, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're there's stuck like, here, a, okay, so yeah, you're going over here. You uh, you voted this way, you're going over here. I don't yeah. think that's the case. Yeah, I think for selfish reasons, I would pick uh, 100 years in the future just because 100 years back, I'm half Mexican. I look very Mexican. My name's Mercedes. Probably not doing 
I'm probably going to be in some serious pain, seeking, not seeking, just in it. <laughs> right, 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 right. At the, that's true. And at the same time, and I'm an Arab man. So, I mean, I mean I've mean, i lived some in, in this country, um, um, three quarters Lebanese. But think what you could do, like, yeah. by, by um, I mean, again, if you knew everything you knew now, you could create so much oh, yeah. resources for your people to help them. You know, like, let's go to Mexico right now. And like, like I'm going to take this thing called the Internet and I'm going to put it in 99 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have an all Hispanic like, uh, Google. <laughs> when I went to Uganda, I felt like I went back in time because they still stone people for being homosexual or for stealing. And when you speak out about that stuff, I got kicked off a bus. So yeah, it's yeah. almost scary to think about going back to that with the passion you have. You know, well, remember but, this. That's true. It's all. Yeah. Like if we get deep into this, if we get deep into this, it's going to be scary yeah. to go either way because what's in the future, you know, and we that we may not be able to connect with because we didn't go through the processes that took us to get there mm-hmm. spiritually, em- em- emotionally. Um, but think about this, guys. A hundred years from now, people are going to look at us and think of how backwards we were. Not just because yeah. we did a podcast this way, because we couldn't yeah. all be in the room together by instantly re, you know, organizing Snapping our everything. molecules. Yeah. But because we have certain ways of living right now that we're accepting that I promise you in a hundred years, a thousand years, people are going to look back and go, what? Yeah. Are you telling yeah. me seriously that 70 people had as much wealth, just 70 people as the other 7 billion people? How did yeah. you guys let that happen? How did you live that way? I hope and I don't think there at. needs to be a revolution against anybody with that. But it's a, it's a consciousness thing because we all want to be that person. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. say, really? You guys all like thought that way? They're going to look back at us and go, you guys are frigging nuts. Right? Maybe and they will have just a whole better appreciation of the time while we were freaking nuts to get us to whatever that hopefully more utopic that would be the evolved way of saying it. I'm yeah. saying it from a very unevolved way. Like, what a bunch of friggin' nuts. But yeah, but no, thank God you guys live this way because you got to experiment with it, which is how I do view it. You got to experiment with it. You saw that it didn't work. The imbalance it created. Well, guess what we created because of your imbalance. We're much yeah. more imbalanced. We're much more. We still have rich people. We still have people without as much, but nobody like, it's like nature. There's not one, ever one fat oxen and then the others are all skin and bones or not ever one bird that's swimming in grease and everything else is yeah. is is you know can't move like it so we have to become more like that yeah. um and and again it's this ex- iteration this experimentation that's not going that well in that regard that the future generation will change i hope so i mean we certainly have always as humans or as far as we have on record had this doomsday mindset where we're always looking at this impending doom whatever Mm -hmm. that might be in the generation you grow up in and we're doing that you know now i don't know if it's just a cycle and this is how this is how humans express themselves maybe it's the way that we get ourselves consciously and subconsciously out of the way of whatever the danger might be when you see movies especially you know through movies i feel like i learned so much too like elysium where you've got this that you know tiny one percenters that move to this other planet and leave everybody else behind. And now we've got Elon Musk building this Mars idea compound, whatever's going on. It's, it sounds the same cycle essentially over and over again. Us just worried about everything's going to fall apart around us. But I think you're right. We will, we will as either human beings as a species we currently are, be able to survive this one way or another because that's what we're good at doing or being the cancer we are on the other hand of that the yin yang of that be able to evolve into whatever our next evolution is whether that just is mentally or whether that's becoming partly robot so we don't have as much free will as we do currently as humans and we are able to act more like being you know the divine and seeing the divine and everything else and programming that into ourselves i don't know how that comes whether we consciously get to do that or we have to almost program it in like i'm saying well I mean, the, the very fact that you are um aware of this and that you you have urges toward wanting to survive i think tells you the answer mm-hmm. your urges are always i want this to go on you know, if I have a family or friends or I want there to be a community a hundred years from now, I want this to go on. That urging tells you a lot. 
So I'm not saying there won't be, you know, there's some people that believe in the Gaia philosophy where some huge event, you know, is going to have to take six out of seven people. So there'll only be one billion people left. But boy, those one billion will certainly have learned that we can't continue this way, that we've got to have a new story that we tell ourselves, that we're not separate, that we're one thing that, uh, you know, there, but there goes my brother, there goes my sister, mm-hmm. you know, always a reflection. Um, but it's going to, you know, it, life knows what it's doing. Yeah. Life knows what it's doing. We have to trust in that. Trust. Yes. That's something I learned a lot in Telluride with you. A big message of just us being alone there, but together. I learned a lot of just trust the universe, trust life. Um, Not easy. But no. it's, it's, it does, it, it is one of, you know, I don't believe that much in choice. I know this is a controversial topic, but it is one thing how we choose to experience things. So you can experience things as this is the end of the world or this sucks, but it's a part of life and something's coming. Something's coming yeah. from it. Even and that's a huge, a path. huge difference. Mm-hmm. Like this, like a lot of people are going to bed tonight saying this country's over. Like, you know, the country's over. It sucks. Like this side hates this side and we hate each other and it sucks. And if the election does, oh my gosh, the election didn't. So now it's over mm-hmm. and it ain't over. It ain't over, man. Uh, you know, I'm a storyteller and, uh, there's a saying that I love. And, and again, people will accuse me of being, um, you know, um, an idealist and I'm not, I believe I'm a realist. Um, but this saying is this, all stories end well, if it's mm. if it hasn't ended well, it's not the end of the story. Mm. So the mother who loses her child at the Parkland shooting, terrible. But the story didn't end there. She became an advocate for a saner world. Um, and, and we just can keep going. And at some point, even if the darkness steps into more darkness, it alchemizes and starts to move up. Yeah, I love that. Um. So, Tom, there's a few short questions that we like to end the show with. Um, yeah, what's my problem? Is, is That's what I want you to add. What's your problem? And well, I'm I would sure say, you already know what Just listen are, to but... the whole show. That'll tell you a lot about my problem. <laughs> so the first one is, what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self? Uh, probably don't listen to advice would be my uh, 25-year-old self. <laughs> um, uh, what advice would I give to my 25-year-old self? Um that um it's okay Mm. that's it just it's okay everything is necessary young tom everything is necessary every failure you have every struggle i've had 10 year periods of just absolute can't get anything started going just doors shut in my face it's all necessary tom it's Mm. all necessary i got you meaning the i am i got you it's all necessary. Is that something that you needed to hear as a child as well? I, it might be a little hard for the child to understand that uh, as, as, a, as a philosophy. I think the child experiences it as the mother's um, consistent love and embrace. Mm. Um, because the child isn't at that point what we do when we get older. Oh, I've got to have some kind of job or purpose or, um, you know, I've got to succeed. And, and all that stuff is, is, you know, a poison unless looked at in a healthy way. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, I would tell that, tell that little freak. It's all, uh, it's all necessary. It's all necessary. Mm, I love that. Okay. So before asking this next question, I want to mention that your book, Life's Operating Manual is one that I read pretty early on in my own soul seeking, you know, spiritual journey. And many of the teachings from it have been serving me ever since I read it. So thank you for being so open with your story. That was very important to my life. Um, Thank you for that. Sure. The question is, if you could have the world read one book, besides life's operating manual, of course, which would it be? Jade, what's the book? The sunrise. Amen. I would have them read the sunrise. (laughs) I know that's a cheating answer, but see, I see scripture. I see wisdom in the precision and beauty and impossible uh, clockwork that is the sunrise every morning. And if you can read that, 
man, you, every other book would come alive even, even more. God, can you imagine how different the world would be if we actually did do that? At every morning. I mean, I totally agree. I think the sunrise is the... Or even just looked at the stars well, at night yeah. either. Sunset, stars at night. It's just a metaphor for it's all Something around Something beauty, us. yeah, the world's yeah. beauty that it, it has. It's all, it's all around us. Like, it doesn't have to exist in a book. In our society, we, we seek wisdom that way, but it's all around us. Mm. I do want to say also that your book, Life's Operating Manual, is the most gifted book in our lives. I yeah. gifted it to Mercedes, and we both gifted it to... I mean, it's true. everybody that I feel like is, um, you know, in a place where they're on the brink of like that soul seeking, like Mercedes said, that's, that's like right away. This is what you got to read. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. I mean, you know, that's 25 years of me, uh, you know, just wanting to understand, like I always wanted to know what's true. And I'd been taught so many things that just didn't bear out. Um, what success was and what it was to be human or an American or a man or a citizen or, uh, uh, you know, it just, I had to, it's what, you know, Richard Rohr says, there's three phases, construction, deconstruction, and reconstruction. And so they Mm -hmm. constructed this, you know, you're Catholic, this is what it means to be a person who's God-fearing, and this is what it means to be a success. And I had to break all that down. And then this book is an offering, I hope, and you're telling me, you know, you're reflecting that it it has some value to say this is what I heard when I broke all that down. Like I heard these other things that felt more powerful. It's so mu- so relatable because the fear and truth dialogue is it's what's in our heads all yeah. the time. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. that's my one of my favorite parts. Um, and I I have the unedited version of the book also, and it's one of my. Favorite oh, wow. items in the house. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, the fear and truth dialogue is also, the, I think, the scariest for a lot of people because it, they, you know, we all have those questions, like you said, right? So you say, like, what if this podcast fails, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't go to the next place, like, and say, well, I want to answer that. And that's mm-hmm. the, the fear and truth. Truth will say, well, tell me what happens. Yeah. Yes. And most people don't go to that place. And so truth will say, and so the fear and truth dialogues are scary, right? Um, cause when you present something like, okay, our economy can be reinvented in a more just way. Oh no, it can't. Well, why can't it? And then it starts to pick it and look for something that might be more true or more powerful. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I love that it shows that you guys have the courage to ask the questions, you know, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like I told Harold, you know, Harold's a good friend of Jade and mine. He donated a kidney to a stranger and Harold was going to make a life change and become a part of this conversation that I have through I am. And, you know, and he's always talking about this stuff and such a compassionate soul. And he said, yeah, but I'm so scared of, you know, like doing this. Okay, Harold, what will happen if you do it and it just fails miserably? What will happen? And he thinks for a minute and he goes come on, take me to your worst fear. He goes, I'll starve. My family will starve. I go, okay, let's, okay, that's valid. Let's look at that. Do you have a brother that has money? Yeah, yeah, my brother's got plenty of money. You think your brother would let you starve? No, he'd never let me starve. You think I would let you starve as long as I have money? No, no. So do you actually think you will starve? Is this just a fear you haven't looked at? And you go down the line and then he gets to, oh, I I think I need to try this. No good excuses left. (laughs) Right, the fears aren't, they, they don't hold up. Yeah. So yeah, bless you, you for looking. When you continue to ask the questions, you know, truth always wins over mm-hmm. fear. It's more powerful. Mm-hmm. It's just more powerful. And if there's a fear that's more powerful than truth, then that's what's true. If there's a lion coming at me and I need to run, well, that's true run. right now. <laughs> I'm getting the heck out of here. Right? <laughs> right? Sure. So, so, you know, truth is always more powerful. If fear was more powerful, we'd have a world, again, that would be bending not towards justice. The moral arc would not be long and bending. It would be going the opposite direction. Yeah. <clears throat> well, our last question for our guest is um if you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet what would it be you already are Mm. we all need to hear that you already are oh but i'm not successful i haven't sold the movie i haven't you already are you're it (laughs) you're it with a capital i (laughs) (laughs) 
like in you are the same energies that created the universe in you like just look at one cell you already are yeah you taught me again it's that it's that idea of being perfect and in process at the same time life Mm -hmm. exists in the belly of a paradox you are you are it at the same time you're still in process you guys are creating a podcast i'm writing a movie this process is the play you know the spirit in space and time dancing yeah but we're it (laughs) we're it like we're it yeah I just love by that. existing i suppose and just by having the desire in i you. am i am is the root of existence i am is the original utterance of god being human being as opposed mm-hmm. to just human doing which is part of the paradox you are humans doing yeah but the being is the undergirding right you already mm-hmm. are you're you're that look at that that's so cool okay i love that well, Tom, perfect, Tom, normally at this point in the show, we'd, we'd ask where people can find you on social media, et cetera. But when it comes to the interwebs, you seem to be a missing person. So you want to tell us why? <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty dark on that. Um, I used to say, like, I'm more interested in the Internet, um, I-N-N-E-R. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? It's a tool that my stubbornness has to look at. And I will soon. And I'll and I'll get on the twits. And the, and the <laughs> tweets and, and um, not sure I'll get on Facebook, but um, maybe when they come out with soul book or something, uh, you know, mm-hmm. fa- Facebook just has like a, a, a resonance. I don't know. It's a tool. I shouldn't <laughs> judge. It's a tool. So I'll be there soon. So this is one of the things. If you go back to the question, what are you scared of? OK, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I'm honestly afraid of of most social media most of the time too i'm just like always putting it off when can i be done do you guys look at stuff though and look at like because again it's it's there's so many energies that come at you you're this you're that you know and 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 golly i'm such a thin-skinned you know like because i'm an artist i feel everything like it's hard i know you gotta look at the top half top half of the internet so the bottom where all the comments are scrolling through that's what you don't look at so the top half meaning what? What does that the mean? Top, just like, like judgy, the content before, yeah. just don't read the comments. Yeah, right. Just the right. content of whatever whoever's trying to put out there, and then you know, just right. leave the comment section alone as much. As yeah, possible. yeah, yeah. But it's I, kind of a yeah. Yeah, we have to interact though as well. So there's, I mean, there's good and bad. We. You get a thicker skin, I think, after the practice. Seek the pain, Tom. Seek the pain. You know what? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I thought, uh, you know, I would get a thicker skin the longer I was an artist. But it seems to be the opposite. I feel everything even more intensely. Um, So in that arena, I'm not yet courageous enough to maybe seek that. You suck. Tom, Um, but I love that about you. You, when you're listening to someone talk, you make a noise. I don't know if I can mimic it, but it's like a, like almost like a grunt, but it's not a grunt. It's like a, mm, like that. Like, it's like, you can't, you can't stay silent when you're hearing something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Cause, and you're like, that noise comes out cause you're feeling it Mm -hmm. and you'll, you'll mutter sometimes that's beautiful. And then I've seen you also, you and, uh, Folco, you know, while eating dinner, you're just talking about something and I look over and you both have tears on your face just because you're feeling so much what you're talking about. And so I don't, if social media is going to give you a thicker skin, then don't get it. Cause <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well said. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've, I've learned to see the beauty in, 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 in tears. And, uh, I, I, I hope that a hundred years from now, we don't say to each other, what's wrong when somebody's emotional, we yeah. say, what are you feeling? We just, what are you feeling? Like, yeah. Do you want to talk about it or what do you need? Uh, what are you feeling? Like that's, how's your heart? Such yeah, a good of, magic yeah. trick, Tom. Magic, <laughs> your magic trick for today. <laughs> just how are you feeling instead of what's wrong? I love that. Yeah, I do love that. So Tom, before we, we let you go, um, I don't know why I feel emotional too. I feel like I, I already <laughs> know you so much, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to say that what you've done with the time you've spent here on this planet has most certainly raised the vibration in the world around us. Um, I know that without you having existed here in this exact time and space, my life would have been less vibrant. I, I might've been unable to find even so much joy in comedy without knowing your work. 
I might have even laughed less during my lifetime, for sure. Actually, I know that's the case. Um, and when it comes to your more serious works, I want to sincerely thank you for making me feel less alone and maybe even less crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like we were saying before, I know that reading the Fear and Truth dialogues in your book, I was able to have some sort of proof that other people have those type of conversations in their heads, too. The messages you put across in many of your works have been really fantastic guiding stars. So thank you for being my teacher, too. And last but not least, I just wanted to mention that all of the beautiful influence and impact you've had in and on Jade's life. I've actually been fortunate enough to be you know, close enough with her and spent quite a lot of time close enough to that light that it's shown onto me, too. So thank you for being you and for coming on our show today and sharing your very bright light with us and our listeners. We appreciate you. Wow. Yeah, well, I was trying not to have that little grunt as Jay <laughs> described, but I was interiorly grunting. Thank you. That you, 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 uh, you've made my, uh, incarnation. Okay. <laughs> as opposed to just my day. Uh, thank you, Mercedes. Sure. Thank you. And Tom, you know what you mean to me and I don't know what I would be or if I would be without your friendship. So thank you. And I'm so glad that you came on and I can share. I feel like I'm always like, well, Tom says, and well, Tom says, <laughs> and now I can just say, Tom's talking. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, this has been such a joy. I've already told you one of my challenges is how alone I am. Would you mind if we did this tomorrow? Okay. I'm just <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You put up with me enough. So, no. so, uh, so thank you. You guys are such a blessing and I'm really happy for what you're doing and how authentically you're, you're putting your voices out in the world. And, uh, you know, Jade, to see you grow like this is just such a blessing. And Mercedes, man, to feel your energy and to hear that mystic just, you know, from some other infinite place, you know, we see that same thing, you know, to see that connection is just, just awesome. So, um, all right, cool, man. Thanks, um, Tom. I'm going to go gonna write Ace Ventura weeks. 3. Um, I'm only yes. kidding. It's not Ace 3. Yes. <laughs> I, I well, wish after, it was a- after we watched Lion King, you said you were going to do that. <laughs> I wish it was Ace 3. Jim, if you're out there and you want to do it, I've, 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 we got Please. really good ideas for this. We want so, you yeah, Lion King every, together. Everybody wants to see Ace 3. It's oh true. It's like everybody's favorite it's movie. He has the it. best idea, and I won't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good ideas. his first time ever seeing it, which I was honored, by the way, to be sitting next to someone their first time watching Lion King. Um, and he had a great idea for it, which yeah, 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 you gotta yeah. do it, especially well, right now with the state our country is in. Do it. All right. Well, get Jim on your show and talk him into it. Um, so I'll close with an Ace Ventura. Alrighty then. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Perfect. <laughs> okay. okay. Love you guys. Love you so much. Bye. See right, you in a couple love. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Peace. Peace. Right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, he really, his voice is uh, healing alone for me. Um, Tom's my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) He he has that effect, doesn't he? You talk to him, whether it's for an hour or a couple minutes, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, my best friend Tom? (laughs) Oh yeah, my my BFF? Mm -hmm. I know. I see it now. I see it now. So, let's, after all that... I know. Let's just go ahead. If you haven't had enough magic. (laughs) Exactly. Let's get into our magic tricks for the week. Go ahead, Jade. What you got? Well, you always make me go first. I know. Um, I can go first. Whatever you want. So kind of this kind of relates to um, what Tom was saying earlier about because I don't want this magic trick to be lost if you don't believe in God. So, or if you have a different image of God. So before I get into this, firstly, I want to stress that God can be used universally here to fit your needs. You can switch out the word God for universe or, you know, whatever God you believe in, just like Tom was saying, use Mm -hmm. that for this trick. So, um, last week at church, uh, soul, my son usually asks, me to go to church he's like when are we going to church he's like always into it and like super excited to go into daycare well 
we've been going there for over a year. Always been the case. Well, we had had a really rough week, so he was being a bit clingier more than usual. And he just, he would not let me go when it came to him to go to the daycare. And it just wasn't like him, but I knew he'd had a rough week. So I told him he could sit with me in church. And, uh, so, you know, we're going in, we're in there and the music's playing and, you know, this, the music that they play there is really, really, it sounds weird, but it's almost like transcendental for me. Like sometimes I don't feel like I'm in the building when I'm there and singing along. Um, <clears throat> well, soul, I'm holding him cause I don't, I don't want him to run off from me. So I'm holding him while I'm singing the song that is repeating the words, you are good. You're good. Oh, you're good. That's the chorus. So it's like, basically that's the entire song pretty much. But, um, so I was singing that while holding him and he was just, he was being, he, he knew we had had a rough week and he was like kind of caressing my shoulder and it was so sweet to like feel your son do that. And so while I was singing that song, you are good, you're good. Um, I kind of felt like I was singing it to him cause his ear was right next to my mouth. And I kind of felt like I was singing that to him as his mother. And as I was doing that, um, I felt like it was being sung over me as well from God, or if you want to say the universe and just saying, you are good, you're good. And so, um, my magic trick is for you to allow yourself to hear that being said to you from God or the universe and, or the universe, you can even say both, um, and really feel it. Um, I haven't been able to get that out of my head since, yeah, since then. So that's mine. Cool. You felt like you're being like cuddled, like held. Yeah. Kind of what I was, um, doing for soul. I felt like was being done to me. It was, it was really beautiful. It it may sound a little odd, especially if you don't, you know, listen to music like that, but yeah. I feel like our listeners are pretty open. <laughs> they can get down with some weird stuff. They keep up with us. And they obviously listen to us. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. If they're listening to us, <laughs> if they're here with us this far in this episode, they wit it. I know. They are wit it. Yeah. All right. So my magic trick, it's related to a very <laughs> controversial topic. Okay. Of eating less meat. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Which also happens to be something that relates to our, the guest we had on today, Tom. Since Tom is a vegan. Yep. And I heard through the grapevine, a.k.a. through Jade, that Tom got <laughs> convinced to become a vegan, vegan via Ellen DeGeneres. Is that right? Yep. Random fact of the day. Yeah. So just fair warning. Now that I just said the word vegan, which is, I know, one of those trigger words for many. I'm going to keep it short but sweet, but because I know that our amazing listeners are super aligned with the goals of this show, which are to be outrageously open, of course, to hearing out other people's truths in order to continue to manifest our own liquid truth. And because I know that when it comes to asking people to change their lifestyles or diets, we are all very resistant, including mm -hmm. myself. Mm hmm. I want to come at this gently and from a place of love. So with that said, I might also mention that I myself eat meat. Um, I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan, uh, nor is Jade. However, I did feel so deeply moved by the reasons to reduce my meat consumption that I did spend a good chunk of my time here on this planet as a very strict vegan. Uh, I even I traveled the world on that diet, and although it was not easy and certainly not convenient, it is doable. I proved it. Today, however, I just want to relay that, um, basically I want to relay a few nuggets of information about why reducing meat consumption is something to, to, you know, valid of thinking about, mm -hmm. specifically for envi environmental reasons. So... Yeah, above health reason, it's it's a very noble cause. So firstly, through the amount of water we use, mm -hmm. um, according to the research I did, nearly 60% of all water used goes to raising animals for food. Yep. So to break that down in order to give you an idea of what that compares to um, when you're growing plants for food, it would take approximately 
25 gallons of water to grow one pound of wheat, for instance, whereas it would take 815 gallons of water for one pound of chicken, 1,630 gallons of water for one pound of pork, and a staggering 5,000 gallons of water for one pound of beef. Golly. Yeah, so a lot of water for one hamburger. So that's the water aspect of it. When it comes to land, it takes about the same amount of land to produce enough food to feed 20 vegans or one meat eater. Jeez. Yeah. So 30% of Earth's landmass is actually dedicated to raising livestock, to raising animals for food, which that calculates out to about the size of Asia, to give you a visual on that. Wow. And lastly, there's the pollution issue, of course. According to what I've gathered, livestock accounts for approximately 9% of global carbon dioxide emissions, 40% of global methane emissions, and 65% of global nitrogen dioxide emissions. That air we breathe in is pretty damn important stuff. And actually, um, listing out these factors brought to mind this book I read a while back called... uh, breakthrough from the death of environmentalism to the politics of possibility kind of an intense title um so in that book they cited the issue environmentalists have with the farmers in the brazilian or amazonian rainforest cutting down all the trees on their land in order to create livestock farms <clears throat> to serve the demand for for meat in in countries like the u.s the you know, this is a little bit of a side note, I guess, but the Brazilian or the Amazonian rainforest is known as the quote unquote lungs of the world, since apparently the amount of oxygen made there is something we wouldn't be able to sustain life on Earth for very long without. So that's a little scary. So point being, the amount of meat we are currently consuming as a species as a whole is just simply not sustainable which is where my magic trick comes in. What I want to ask all of you to do is just try to eat a little less meat. Mm -hmm. You can slap a label on it if you must. You can call yourself a quote-unquote reducitarian. I don't care. Call it what you want to call it, but just be open to learning how this issue is affecting all of us and be open to trying to implement ways to reduce your own meat consumption. Please, guys. I mean... You could try out um, Meatless Mondays. That's what people are calling it these days. Meatless Mondays, where obviously you don't eat meat on Mondays, or weekday veg. So every day of the, the you know, every weekday you're not eating anything with a face. Um, then go crazy on the weekends or whatever you got to do. Just, you know, think about it. Something to yeah. think about, something to research. I appreciate you guys listening to that spiel. If I do eat meat, it's once a week at most but um it is because of the reasons why you listed it's not because i don't enjoy it but what's odd is after you get in the habit of that and you think it's on your mind like all the benefits it does it actually doesn't taste that good anymore in my it's opinion true. yeah it's true um yeah so thank you that was magical <laughs> yeah okay so we hope we were a light in your day you guys and that you enjoyed that conversation with tom I mean, I can't tell you how much my conversations with him have blessed me over the years and just changed who I am as a person. And I'm just, I'm so happy that we got to get that recorded today to share. Um, Give us feedback on it. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. This is important because, you know, it lets iTunes know that it's valuable, which means that it's going to get featured. And we really want people to hear this message. If any of our messages this one's really important so you know download it subscribe rate whatever you whatever you want to do but we want to get this out there and heard and spread that sunshine talk to you guys next week until then be a light thank you to tom shadiak for being on our show today and for being such a light in both of our lives and to at Raytone royal for our intro jam and of course to adam from red fox audio for producing the show stay magical friends Quick disclaimer, we are not medical professionals, so following any of our protocols or advice should be done at your own risk, people. And please remember to always, always do your own research. 
tap into that extraordinary growth mindset we all have access to within ourselves and seek out your own answers. Come on, guys, you know, you know the deal. And by the way, if you are a medical professional or an expert in any topic we cover and you feel we are not giving accurate information about it, please find somewhere to contact us. Contact us via social or email us at our website and let us know. A major goal of ours in doing this podcast is to bring value to people's lives by sharing helpful insights and info. So we welcome being corrected at any time and we'll be happy to share any of our fuck ups with our listeners so as to get us all back on track to discovering our happiest, healthiest selves. This program is a Red Fox audio production. You know, Jade and I have a relationship we're, we're, you know, we're deeply connected. Mercedes, I feel really blessed to know you now in this way. And Appreciate um, it. I think That's you guys same. are really good for each other. This is just for you, not for the podcast. You're sure. like perfect for each other mm-hmm. because Mercedes, I can tell like you are a mystic and, but you're a straight ahead mystic. Like you're very practical. You're like, you are like, get this fucking shit done. <laughs> and, and, and Jade is just like this light bearing being who's so sweet and gentle and so you both need each other because jade she gives you that like all right let's go let's move we got to do this like let's move and then you give her this softness which she which she is but it's deep down underneath all this stuff that happens in life so you're perfect for each other it's a really nice couple appreciate that we're having a lot of fun with it yeah, we've had really. a lot of fun with it over the all the damn years now that we've been together so it's been a cool good. ride yeah. this is going to be good, one of those good. things like i said on you know your deathbed you think back on and go that that worked out yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah that see again no that's something that i told told jade the first time i saw or listened to your uh, podcast was um i like you guys and and your voice was the first one to come through because you're like a person like you're not like you know, some of my friends are on spiritual podcasts and everything they talk like this, <laughs> you know, and like, oh, you know, and you're like, you know, like, okay, look, like, can, you know, what time is it? Can we, you know, like, I got, you know, like, I got shit to do. Like, and, that's, and that's, like, that, that's like a doorway to so many people. Like, yeah. and then you drop a mystical thing. Like, I think about my deathbed. And it's like, oh shit, like now well, I can I feel hear this. Better say, hearing that from you because uh, what Jade, I was telling you like two days ago or something. My mom's like, ah, she finally figured out how to listen to the podcast. And she's like, uh, I just wanted to tell you before you hang up. And I'm trying to like get off the phone. I got 500 other things to do. You know, and she's like, well, before we hang up, I just want to say I really love listening to Jade. She's so soothing and calming to listen to. And I cannot stand listening to you. You, <laughs> you break up the sentences and it, it's so hard to follow your train of thought. And I just. I can't, and then and then she turned on her podcast while we're talking, so it's like talking over. I'm like, mom, turn it oh off. Oh my god! And it's oh going at lightning speed. She has it like it set at 1.5 or whatever. She's like, I had to turn it faster because you talk too slow. I just can't take. Oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> well, so. thank you, mom. That's I mean, again, you That's whenever you get there, thank you, mom, because all of that is why I'm doing the podcast. You know, <laughs> that's why I do my stuff. You know, because nobody heard me, and yeah. so I want people to be heard, and so I want to do things that allow myself and others to be heard. So yeah, so it's just, in you too. So we have, we pretty much all got the same parents. It's <laughs> like, literally true. Yeah, or another, they'll get you right. They'll get yeah, you one way or another. Exactly.